Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's show you will meet one of those only from Vegas personalities that has accomplished something only a handful of people ever have. Her name is Athena Calhoun daughter of Hollywood stars Rory Calhoun and Vettina Marcus, and was named at one time as the world's most beautiful showgirl. Later in the show, we'll continue our conversation with Mark Stern, co-founder of the Punk Rock Bowling Festival, held annually in Las Vegas. This year's event will be held in downtown from May 26th through May 29th, featuring Iggy Pop as the headliner on this year's show. Also on the program... Our Vegas insider Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com talks about some of the great local chefs in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, you meet some fascinating people because of the types of backgrounds that are attracted to Las Vegas because of entertainment and the history of the city and so forth. And one such person we're talking to today is Athena Calhoun. Now, first of all, from the last name you might recognize, she comes from entertainment royalty. We're going to talk to her about that and really a fascinating career she's had and what she's doing today. So, Athena, first, welcome. You've lived pretty much in Las Vegas most of your life, is that right? Thank you for having me here, Steve. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I have lived in, in Las Vegas most of my life, though I was born in Los Angeles. My grandfather came here in 1957. Someone saw him playing cards back in New York and said, if you ever want a job, come on over. So he did, and he had a 25-career uh, job uh, at the Sands as a blackjack dealer. And that's how my family first came here in 57. Yeah, it's amazing how many people are connected with, like, you know, they, they either dealt cards, done something. This community is, uh, for a place that's really big right now, it seems like when you talk about some of the folks that started, it's a sh uh, kind of a small-knit community. Well, you know, I, I was born in Los Angeles and grew up there my first 10 years with my mother, but... Uh, ever since I was a little child, I was always coming to Las Vegas, having extended stays uh, with my grandparents, and I, I actually went to various levels of school here, uh, including elementary, middle school, high school. I graduated high school here. I went straight to UNLV, and I got my BA, and then I got my master's degree. And so I, yeah, I've been here a long time, and I've been in the show business end of it as well. And uh, my mother, who was an, another, another famous person, actually not just my father, but my mother was an actress in Hollywood, Vettina Marcus. And um, she's best known for her spot, The Green Lady in Lost in Space, but has done many Western sci-fi. And she, uh, we all moved here together. And uh, so, you know, uh, they once did an, uh, a newspaper article on us the uh, typical, not so typical Las Vegas family, uh, because my mother was a, an actress, a show business actress, and was also a cocktail waitress. I uh, was a showgirl and also got my master's degree in education and became a teacher. Well, anybody that knows like 
your dad, Rory Calhoun, or your mom, you know, both. It's obvious where you got your looks from, because really talk about an attractive family and, and also a family that's very comfortable in front of people, that kind of things. Was that growing up with, with famous parents like that, does that make you kind of the outgoing person that you are today? Yes and no. <laughs> I'm kind of like, uh, I guess maybe it runs in the family. I'm actually kind of shy, but not when it comes to, I'm shy about some things, but I uh, feel completely comfortable on stage and speaking to people or, or performing in front of people. Uh, and certainly I'm no stranger to it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, well, you know, I went, when I was a little girl, my mother wanted to try to get me into show business, and I was up for a little girl part in the movie Airport. And my mother could just try to drag me to the audition. I just wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I don't ask me why. I have no clue. And then later on, she tried to put me in dance classes, and, and I, after one class, I didn't want to go back, and I ended up becoming a dancer. So don't always listen to what your children want. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and I think that's what's sort of interesting, uh, you know, growing up like that and you kind of fought it a little bit, but then you go on and you were named the world's most beautiful showgirl. And that was actually in Paris, though, right? What, what brought you back to Paris? Well, um, I, originally, I've done many shows here on the Strip. Uh, my, I was actually at UNLV studying for my bachelor's when I went to an audition at the then MGM Grand, which is now the Bally's. Uh, and I got the job, and uh, so that was Hallelujah Hollywood. And then uh, when that show closed, I auditioned for, uh, that was a Don Arden production, then I auditioned for Bill Lloyd and ended up going to Spain and Europe for the first time and was back and forth and did uh, lead featured parts as a dancer, and I was known as the Black Pearl in Spain, and my uh, huge billboard was of me downtown, and we were all the movie theaters, uh, you know, uh, clips of us dancing and so I went to Europe back and forth and then I when I came back I ended up doing a lot more shows here on the strip I did um, uh, the Belle du Moulin Rouge at the Las Vegas Hilton uh, which is no longer here and uh, I think it's now what is it the Westgate and then I did uh, the Lido de Paris at the Stardust which the Stardust has been imploded uh, I did two shows at the Riviera, which is no longer here either. Uh, for Nick Navarro, I did uh, Ultimate Burlesque. And then for Kenny Ortega, the choreographer of Salsa and Dirty Dancing, I did the Latin Quarter Show. And, and when I was in the Latin Quarter Show, uh, the, the hotel was approached to pick somebody to uh, send to Paris for the World's Most Beautiful Showgirl competition. And the hotel uh, told me that I was their first and only and last pick. So I went to Paris, I competed in the competition, and I won it. And that was a great thing, and I came back, and uh, I had a round, my prize was a round trip ticket to Paris, and I brought my grandmother and my German shepherd and ended up staying there and going back to Spain and living and dancing there. and. And I got offered a part in, in Paris. Now, my, that's just my one big career regret, is that I got offered to do the lead uh, principal role in the Moulin Rouge in Paris. And I turned them down because I was just coming off the world's most beautiful showgirl on my way to Spain. I was in love with Spain on the way back. 
And even on the way back, they said, well, would you at least be in the show? And I said, well, now I'm going home. So, you know, uh, this, this, so when, you, uh, when you're at the peak of your career, don't start turning down work. But I came back to Vegas and I ended up doing more shows. I, I uh, worked for um, Frederick Apcar, who did the famous Casino de Paris. But I auditioned for him and worked up and was his pr principal lead dancer in Zing in Reno. Came back and did Abracadabra at the then Aladdin Hotel, which is now Planet Hollywood. And uh, gee, that's a lot of Las Vegas shows. I don't know. There may I did a lot of modeling in Europe and television commercials and backup singing, dancing, and touring there with Eddie Calixto and his album release, The Advertance. But my very first job, right before I became a showgirl in show business, when I was 19, was at the Landmark Hotel, another landmark that's not there, with the Eddie Dare show. He was known as the White Horn, and I was a backup singer and dancer for him at 19. And that was the show right before I became a showgirl. It's an incredible history. You know, you mentioned the black pearl, and I can sort of get that. You've got these exotic looks with beautiful black hair, and that must have been an appeal because, you know, as you think about showgirls, one of the ways you become the world's most beautiful showgirl is to kind of stand out. So was that something with, with the long black hair that's always kind of been part of the appeal? Well, I'm used to standing out because, like you said, my, my parents uh, were very beautiful or and still my mother still is, uh, very beautiful show business people. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, in Spain, they called me the Black Pearl. I was different. I just looked different. And those exotic looks you talked about uh, made, were difficult for my mother when she was an actress. That's why she was always a guest star in Hollywood, because she had the olive complexion and the dark hair and kind of golden eyes and it just wasn't the girl next door look. So she got a lot of uh, guest star roles in Hollywood and that's what she was known for. And when I came back to Vegas, I tried to model. And as we know, Vegas is not a place you uh, come to to live to if you're gonna model or be in show business. It's great for dancing and singing. And so I, again, I was too exotic for you know the modeling they wanted here. Although I did do a fair amount of modeling, uh, mainly convention shows and things, but I did a lot of modeling in, in Madrid. Athena and I will be right back in just a few moments. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. world-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about, about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreedcoaching.com 
And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreedcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. You're listening to Athena Calhoun, daughter of famed Hollywood star Rory Calhoun and the winner of the International World's Most Beautiful Showgirl Award. Did you consider going to Hollywood, kind of following in your dad's footsteps, try to get in film, or was this just a better feel for you in the, in the dance and so forth? Well, you know, it, it, I, it would seem the path that I would follow to go to Hollywood, obviously, uh, 
you know, I'm glad I was a dancer, however, because it really put my body in great shape. When you're a dancer, I was a showgirl dancer, and when you are a performing artist and your body is your instrument, you look at other people like they're just regular people. They're just, you know, whereas your body is an instrument that is finely toned, you know, uh, uh, worked out and toned. But I thought I would end up going to Hollywood and, and be a famous movie star. But, uh, you know, later on my mom says, well, the first thing you should do is have your dad get you an agent. So I asked my father, and he said his agent was all booked booked up, and, and that was it. And I, for some reason, never pursued it. I did have... Uh, I did have an interview with David Wolper, the head of Warner Brothers Studios, and uh, he, at that time, I think he had just finished Roots, and they were thinking about doing an Indian, a Native American Indian uh, version of Roots, and he said uh, that, uh, you know, he would think of me for that, and I'm going to let you in on a little piece of trivia here. He said, do you want to be an actress, or do you just want to be a kept woman? And I said, I want to be an actress. <laughs> and, so, and so he said, okay, I'll keep you in mind. And, uh, and then I got the audition for, with Bill Lloyd and went to Spain. And, and it's kind of like I ended up getting caught up in the dancing, performing show business rather than the acting show business. But I wish I would have. Yeah. Well, you know, before we get off the topic of showgirls, though, I think it's really important because people do associate Vegas with showgirls. I mean, that came up in the 50s. I, Oscar Goodman, when he was mayor, would bring around, I think he still does that, brings around a couple of showgirls. But I think people need to understand it's a lot more than just being tall and looking pretty, right? I mean, you, you know, you, you have to, as you said before, keep your body in incredible shape. You have to be very athletic. There's, there's a lot more to it than just showing up. Let me just say this. Dancers... Artists are wonderful people. I'd rather be in an artistic people's company than anyone else because you, you can express yourself freely. You know, it's a wonderful thing compared to regular people or business people. But, uh, there, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. You know, you're performing every night, two, three shows a night, six, seven nights a week. Uh, and when you're not performing, you're in dance classes. You know, you have to take at least three dance classes a week to stay in shape. And four if you want to advance. At one point, I was taking 12 dance classes a week. And that included ballet, uh, jazz, modern, tap, um, flamenco, African dance, um, what, is there something else? I'm sure there is, because there was 12 of them. Belly dancing, I've taken that too, and I love it all. And you know, but when I was when I was uh, one the world's most beautiful showgirl, and I came back to Las Vegas and the Riviera, uh, right away the David Letterman show wanted me to have him on his show, and that would have been a nice springboard for me. Uh, but the people who produce the world's most beautiful showgirl, TriStar Productions refused to release it because they didn't want anyone to know ahead of the programming on television of the special who won. So they, they, they blocked me from getting on David Letterman. However, thankfully, the Riviera Hotel, Michelin Rickless, the owner and the entertainment director, Sam DiStefano, said, no, we're sorry, but we're very proud of what she did and we're going to publicize it. If that wouldn't have happened, who knows if I would have even gotten publicity. So they publicized it and I had uh, some writers from the newspaper, newspaper The Sun and other people interview me and one of the things that they did say was that I wasn't your typical showgirl. 
Now, yes, you have to be at least 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and I'm 5'9", and uh, but a lot of them were six foot, and yes, you do have to be tall, and you do have to have uh, dance uh, ability, okay? Uh, but I wasn't your typical, like, showgirl in the sense that I'm only 5'9", not six foot, uh, and... And, uh, you know, I'm not voluptuous. I have more, I, I have uh, nice curves, I'd like to say, but, you know, not overly voluptuous. And, and that was changing. And showgirls over time had become more dancer showgirls than just showgirls. So they had more dance capability as well. I imagine it was continually competitive. I'm listening to you talk about that. As these things change, is a whole new group of people coming here because just like they go to Hollywood coming here is a place where they're all going to be superstars so you've got competition constantly which I guess is why you do 12 dance classes that kind of thing well I don't think it's necessary to do 12 uh but a week but to get in but when I when a friend of mine I was t I was actually at UNLV and I was taking an acting class there because I took many acting classes voice uh, musical instruments, uh, dancing, a lot of dance. And uh, one of the girls who was in my acting class said, you know, why don't you come audition for Hallelujah Hollywood? It's a very big show. They always need a lot of people. They're looking for showgirls. So the time that I came was actually in between the big auditions. I actually got a private audition with the very famous, uh, one of the women show business pioneers of Las Vegas, Fluff Lacoe who recently passed away in the last year or two. And, uh, and I got a private audition with her, and she took me up to see the management, and she said, you are, you're so beautiful, do you have any sisters? And, and they knew I was Rory Calhoun's daughter, and they, they did do some publicity with me. However, let me say this, that uh, there is no more showgirl in Las Vegas. The showgirl era has ended. The last show was Jubilee at Bally's. I was there for closing night, February 11th of last year, and uh, Fluff Laco was still alive then. Uh, and it, it, the era ended even before that, but that was the last rhinestone and feathers show. Now, they have a, everything Cirque du Soleil now, and they have a lot, you know, whereas they had the English and the French girls and a lot of American girls in these shows. Now it's predominantly Eastern European acrobats and everything, and it's wonderful. However, what they call showgirls now are not showgirls. They don't have the height. They don't have the build. They don't have the looks. They don't know how to use their body, and they're not real showgirls. It is interesting how this town continues to evolve and so forth. So you evolved as well. You got into, um, I mean, I, I guess it was a lifelong thing with nutrition and so forth. But you were doing some of that. And I know part of that, didn't that come from kind of your dad, unfortunately, died kind of young. Uh, certainly younger than he should have, you know. Um, he was 76 when he passed away. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, 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 but you know, he worked all the way from 19 or 20 years old in show business, all the way just about, I think one of his first movies was A Song in My Heart or The Red House. He was very, very young. And the last uh, one was uh, Country, uh, what's it called? Country, he was, he was in the uh, um, Falcon Crest series, but then he did that, the last one was The Country. Uh, Western one and but he had a full career but he had had a hard life. 
We'll be back with more from Athena Calhoun, longtime Vegas resident and showgirl that appeared in some of the greatest Vegas shows ever. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America. Thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United Water. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. (laughs) Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. That's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early, and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. 
That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. We are back with our last few moments with Athena Calhoun, world-renowned showgirl and daughter of the great Hollywood actor Rory Calhoun. Now, Athena, you were just saying that Rory had a glamorous life, but a rough one as well. He had fallen off horses and things like that, and he did like to smoke and drink, so... Uh, but, you know, uh, my father uh, loved animals. He loved the outdoors. Uh, and he had worked many jobs before show business, and uh, a lot of them outdoors. And my mother, uh, when she was a little girl, her mother, my grandmother, took her to a market, and she saw an animal slaughtered there and, and became a vegetarian. And so she raised me that way. So I was raised vegetarian uh, to, and caring about animals, you were involved with something that happened around here with the Brewsters. Now, I didn't think they still did, certainly in this country, cockfighting, but I guess there's just awful things that happen with, uh, to, to animals everywhere, and certainly even in this country. You know, um, I have really, uh, my mother and I have always been vegetarian, um, vegans, and animal activists, but, you know, uh, this past year, I've really taken it to a world scale. I mean, I've done it in my life and every life that has touched mine around me. Uh, I do have an animal sanctuary, the Mother Sanctuary, and it's for uh, homeless animals who have come to me. Um, there's just a lot of people who just let their animals go. They have to move. They just let them go. Uh, you know, a lot of different things happen. And I and so I do have a, a sanctuary where I have cats and uh, tortoises and chickens and dogs and you know uh, it's like a small animal farm. But getting now getting involved on a world scale with signing all the petitions and and I and then so finally I created a petition. And what happened was they found 600 roosters were taken away uh, because they broke up a cockfighting ring here. And, uh, and, and so they were all going to be euthanized, and I just thought that was horrible. So I started a petition to stop it, and uh, in the end, you know, there's only so much you can do so fast, but I think they, they gave homes to a lot of them. I got in contact with a lot of people uh, in, in, in the, the government, local government here, and found out that, you know, there's a new law in uh, Nevada, and that's that if you are found to abuse animals in every way, it's a felony and you go to jail. So thank God. The one, what's the catch-22? Well, now the people are going to be per prosecuted, but what happens to the animals? Well, they're taken to the shelter and, and asphyxiated or gassed, you know, like they did with the, the Jews in Germany. I mean, it's not... <laughs> so, you know, I think let's take it a step further and, you know, make sure the animals are protected. 
So you've obviously had a fascinating life, but you still got plenty more to go. Anything on the uh, anything on the uh, horizon for you? Anything you want to, you'd like to get involved with or do something? I, I assume you're going to hang around this area. You like it here. Well, right now I'm involved in uh, in uh, marketing research. I'm interviewing people uh, for this CBS News and the New York Times, and uh, doing that for now while I'm you know involved in it's a brand new year i'm very excited about the new year my birthday's in two days and i'm very excited about my birthday the new year for me the new year for everybody and there's a lot of new things going on don't isn't there this year uh with uh, donald trump in office now but uh you know i have just i've i've kicked it up a couple notches all over again all the things i've believed in all my life you know i really you know, I've renewed my commitment to going organic because that's, you know, with the Monsanto and, and, and the clear-cut clearing of the forest so that they, uh, if you, to, graze, to grow grass, to graze cows, you know, the whole thing is ecologically not sound. So I've, the reason why I'm doing, uh, renewed my uh, commitment to being vegan and organic is because if you're vegetarian, that's great. So you're not killing any animals, and, and that's a wonderful thing. However, if you have their, their products like the milk, the butter, the cheese, you're not killing the animal to get it. But what's going on with the animals that produce it? So my thing is, don't just look at the pretty plate, you know, cup full of this or plate full of that on your table. Follow it back. Follow the trail to the origin. How did it get there? What's going on? Well, Athena, thank you so much. Happy birthday and uh, best of luck to you. Perhaps in a couple of years, we'll have you on once again when you've got some new endeavor. Best of luck. Well, hopefully uh, there'll be some exciting new news in a couple of months rather than a couple of years. And thank you very much, Steve. I enjoyed it. In a few moments, we will continue our discussion from last week with Mark Stern, co-founder of the world's most famous punk rock gathering anywhere in the world. It's called Punk Rock Bowling, which takes place in late May in downtown Las Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? 
or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. Well, back with us again this week is Mark Stern, co-founder of Punk Rock Bowling, an annual event that combines bowling with a great punk rock festival. It takes place this May from the 26th through the 29th in downtown Las Vegas, and this year's headliner is the great Iggy Pop. Now, Mark, you've been a part of the punk rock scene for quite a while. I I started as a kid. I got into it, and there was probably 100 punks in Los Angeles, and everybody of those hundred people were in a band. So when there was a show at the one venue, you know, everybody would go to the show to support the, the other band. And then the next week they'd be playing, you know, and, and then it just kind of grew. And it was, so it was always this community because it, 
you know, if you wanted to make a record or do something, you had to do it on your own, which is kind of how the whole DIY thing came around. And we started a record company, BYO Records, which is going for 30 years. Yeah, well, and you um, and your brother have just been a part of this community really since the early days, like you say. I mean, you're into it, right? You have a, a incredible uh, record collections and memorabilia and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you watch it change and grow over the years, you know, and and, it, and it's exciting. You know, for me, I, I love finding new bands and, you know, I love, I love the old bands too, you know, and I think a lot of the fans, it's the same thing. You know? That's kind of what we do at Punk Rock Bowling. You know? We try and bring a little bit of both, you know, so you can expand, you know, your musical taste. And we like to take it, you know, we do a lot of ska, um, yeah. you know, punk rock, you know, hardcore, all different kinds of, all different kinds of stuff, acoustic shows, you know, well, I got to ask so, you, Mark. While I got the chance, uh, two things: what you you have a particular favorite? I know that's a difficult question. And also, is there like the all-time supergroup? Like mine, when I think of punk rock, I would think of the Clash, but uh, that kind of mm-hmm. ages me too. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm a huge Clash fan. You know, there was always, I think there was always the Ramones versus the Clash. You know, and I grew up as the Clash fan. You know, and, and I have friends that were just all about the Ramones, right. and I love the Ramones too. But it took me a lot of years later to really listen to them, to, to appreciate them more than I did when I was younger, you know, because I was, you know, the Clash was a band. I mean, to, to, for a favorite band, that's really difficult. I mean, yeah. I'm beyond excited to have Iggy Pop this year. Um, and I just saw him last year play, and it, it, he's just amazing. And, and, and over these years, you know, you see this, like, have you seen kind of the, uh, the diversity of your audience kind of change? Because I'm thinking, you know, again, with kind of the resurgence of some of these people that we're talking about, it's not just the hardcore group. Of course, they're still there. But there are people that really enjoy this music as part of an overall music collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's always changing. You know, that's why we have to, you know, introduce new things as well, you know, as a, you know, as a promoter. I mean, we bring a, a lot of people downtown. You know, I'd say 20,000 people are, you know, in the downtown area for the whole weekend. That's exciting. Um, well, let's tell people how to be a part of it. So, first of all, if they want to come, let's start with the bowling, because that's where the, the roots of this go. If you want to be a part of this bowling thing, what do you have to do, and how do we get started? So, if you want to bowl, you just go to the website, punkrockbowling.com, and, and just, you know, go, go under bowling, go to the bowling page. There's a whole sign-up procedure. And you know, if you if you're a new team, then you you sign up and put your information in, and then you get checked out, and then someone will get back to you to to get you on you know to get you a team. Because what we do is we screen everybody because we've had in the past some professionals that have come in, <laughs> and uh, you know, and we implement the handicap system. But it's a fun tournament. I mean, some people are really good, but you know, if it's you know, we've had, for instance, you know three guys that were in professional leagues and of course they won. And, you know, so, so we try and keep that, you know, a little more strict now so that, you know, so it's fun for everyone and it's fair for everybody. So really you just go on there and fill out your information. Someone gets back to you and we have, we have a lot of lanes. I mean, we just opened up the bowling registration. So right now is the time to do it. Definitely. Yeah. And and if I'm a guy that barely breaks a hundred, it's still okay to play, right? For sure, and you, there's a handicap, so you actually have a really good advantage when you're bowling. Hunting. Yeah, if you happen to have a hot day, right? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it's all about, you know. Some people have a really high handicap. They come back the next year, and they're great bowlers, you know. 
you know, they're taking the money. So There you go. There you go. So, okay, so but, then finally, if you want to come for the music, you love the music, it's three days of this, there's club shows and so forth. I know you have a bunch of different uh, options. Again, is it simply you go to the website and uh, – you know, that, yeah, that's you a go. good website. I got to tell you that you guys answer questions that I wouldn't believe. I think people will enjoy it. I mean, talk about user friendly. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find out all the information there. We're, we're, you know, every week we're rolling out more things, you know, as they come in you know, right now, you know, we haven't even announced the full lineup. Um, all this week we're announcing more, more bands. And, uh, and, and then once the festival lineups announced, uh, we don't announce the club shows till March. So, you know, it's, it's good to go to the website and sign up for the newsletter because then you get all the information as it comes. And once you're on the newsletter, you know, you get, uh, you know, you get special offers emailed to you and things like that and get to find out you know, uh, information before everybody else does, which is good. Well, we will do that, Mark. Best of luck. And we can't wait for the end of May. It's the 26th to the 29th downtown and all the information on the website. Mark, thanks yeah. so much, man. Thank hey, you. Hey, thanks so much, Stephen. I appreciate it. Time now to visit the Casino Legends Hall of Fame with its founder, Steve Cutler. question I get from listeners a lot is, we love the trips back in time, but tell us a little more about the Hall of Fame. Steve, how do we follow uh, what's happening there? People want to learn more about this. Well, uh, I'm talking to casino operators all the time, and we are still trying to get the Casino Legends Hall of Fame back up and running as a major destination attraction. Uh, We believe that this would uh, be an American institution no different than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, The... The biggest difference with the Casino Legends Hall of Fame is the diversity. It it is not one-dimensional, and people that are exposed to it absolutely love it. And in fact, when when it was at the Tropicana, we did have over 2 million visitors. Uh, And for something that was uh, rarely advertised, uh, that's quite a big accomplishment. Okay, so if we want to go on the web, then where do we go? Well, you can go to uh, the website, uh, which is CasinoLegendsHallOfFame.com, just totally spelt out. And uh, as soon as we get some new news on where we're going to be, certainly that will be up there. And we'll also have it here. Thanks, Steve. Really enjoyed chatting with you. It's been great talking with you, Steve, and uh, can't wait until we do our next session. From the famous to the fascinating... In a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreedcoaching.com. 
And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreedcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. Time now to chat again with our Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. We're really proud to be associated with Scott, the famous Norm Clark, probably the most well-known columnist in Las Vegas, says that Scott's website is so good he should have called it Viral Vegas. Anyway, today Scott will talk about local chefs. You know, we talked about celebrity chefs, and obviously the guys on Food Network, Batali has a number, Emerald Lagazzi, they're all great restaurants. Is there, though, within all the cool people in Vegas, is there a hope that somebody makes it, like, locally where the really cool people will go because that person's not on TV, they're doing it in this one restaurant, and, and they're getting notoriety? I think so, and I, I think there's room for that to happen. I think uh, Tony Giovannani uh, at Pizza Rock is an example of that. He doesn't have a TV show. To me, he's a god. He is a celebrity chef, whether he has a TV show or not, just because the product he delivers is extraordinary. And uh, I, th- I think Vegas is interesting in that you can put celebrity names on these restaurants all day long. They're not in the kitchen. Nobody's cooking for And Tony Jebignani isn't either. But... If they have their thumbprint on something and they are responsible for a great product, I think Giada is another great example. She is a celebrity chef. 
I don't even know if she's trained as a chef, but that food is wonderful. That restaurant is wonderful. So I, I don't know if that qualifies. But to me, Tony Gemignani is an example of someone who has really elevated the, the restaurant scene here. He has really proven himself. I mean, as if going to Italy and, and winning their pizza competitions every year wasn't enough proof that he knew what he was doing to come and just have a killer restaurant in a location that really is not kind of off the beaten path i think that's a perfect example and there there are actually a lot of examples of uh local chefs and restaurants that will kind of move there's a uh, restaurant called off the strip which was off the strip and is now in the link promenade so it's actually on the strip and it's still called off the strip really good food so I couldn't tell you the personality behind it, but it is a local place that's kind of made that leap to the strip and, and just bring something uh, to the variety of restaurants that are offered. And I love that about the strip too. There is just a huge variety. Every kind of cuisine you can think of, every kind of uh, influence, there's, there's gonna do these kind of fancy avant-garde twists. They're gonna do kind of the old school classic version of things. You can still find a classic steakhouse like the Golden Steer, but you can also find the higher end, kind of uh, hip and trendy STK at the Cosmopolitan. There is a such a vast variety of places to go. You're, it doesn't matter what kind of food you like. And, and, and uh, Lago at the Bellagio is a great example of one that covers kind of the basics, the Italian staples, but also does a twist on those things. Well, that's it for this weekend's show. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you to join us next week. And remember, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin It's the only skin you're in Know what's good and bad to do Find the right and wrong for you It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beet red Wrinkles come from the UV light And age spots make you go frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tan and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.